Welcome to the Veritas Equipping Podcast, a podcast designed to provide insight, resources, and biblical wisdom. Our mission as Veritas Church is raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, glorify God. Join us as we pursue Jesus to become mature disciples and effective disciple makers for God's glory. Veritas, welcome to our equipping podcast on Christian marriage. We're glad that you joined us again. We're kind of in the middle of this series where we're looking at um, what it means to be a godly husband, a godly wife, a godly conflict, and just some practical marriage advice. And I'm here again with my wife, Marcy, and Garrett Carley. Um, Garrett's an elder in our church, and we're, we're excited to be together to talk about a very important topic. Um, there's a lot of opinions about marriage in our world, but we're saying, what is a what does it mean for a Christian marriage to look like? And last time we talked about being a godly husband. This time we're going to talk about what it means to be a godly wife. So guys, what does God want to see out of wives? I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think it like goes before being like a wife, just what it means to be a Christian and what Jesus tells us the two greatest commandments are, which are to love the Lord your God with all your heart. Um, soul and mind, and then to love your neighbor as yourself. And um, I truly believe that, like your neighbor or your neighbor, your husband is your closest neighbor, and so he should be the one that you you love the best. Um, yeah, yeah, and and I guess the question is how to what does it mean to love uh, your husband and love like Jesus did and with sacrifice and. Um, Ephesians 5 talks about submitting to your husbands. We're supposed to respect our husbands. Um, being self-controlled and pure, working at home, being kind. Those are all in Titus 2. Uh, what else, Jake? <laughs> well, in all my experiences of being a wife, uh, in my experiences of having a great wife, I would say, yeah, what you guys talked about? The things we're called to as Christians, our spouses should certainly be on the front lines of experiencing love and kindness and compassion. Marcy, you got into maybe some specifics of a wife being called into submission. I know that's culturally controversial, and we could talk about that in a little bit. But um, also there's just traits of, hey, you're to respect your husband. That's something that should look into a Christian marriage. Uh, when I look at uh, Proverbs 31, uh a mom's given advice to her son on, hey, here's what to look for in a spouse. And you get mm-hmm. some things that are celebrated in a wife of being just trustworthy, being a servant, a hard worker, resourceful, being generous, compassion, having a good reputation, uh, being strong and dignified, being wise, having kind speech. She talks about gonna how she talks, um, manages her household, fears the Lord, and... Uh, a person who finds a, a good wife finds a good thing, as the Proverbs go. And the opposite of a good... <laughs> we want to talk about those passages. <laughs> what's that? The opposite of, the said, opposite of the Okay, Proverbs what's it better? Yeah. Right. It's better to be on a corner of a ha- your roof than to be with a quarrelsome wife. Yeah. Yes, or in the desert or whatever. It's like it dripping rain. It would be funny to see like, all the husbands who have a quarrelsome wife sitting on It makes me wonder like, if the... The writer of these proverbs had a quarrelsome wife because they're kind of random. Like he's writing these proverbs, and then every now and then he just adds 
Like, oh, this is like dripping rain, like water torture. Mm-hmm. Just to, like, she's just nagging. Are you done writing yet? He just writes that one. In there. <laughs> Didn't Solomon have like a hundred wives? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure a few of them was naggy. Right? She made it into the book. That's what happened. Descriptive, not prescriptive. Right? <laughs> so what are some common ways that you think wives fail to live to the calling biblically of being a wife? I, go ahead. I just think, like, um, I know we're going to talk about being submissive, but more um, just, like, trying to take over. Like, I know personally I will have an idea, and I think it's the better way, regardless of whatever Garrett says. Like, mm-hmm. I will, and it's my, like, human nature to be like, but my way's better. Or, mm-hmm. like, we should... Um, be doing it exactly the way that I have laid out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think women have a hard time respecting their husbands, which is interesting. I mean, Paul knew that because he specifically said to women to respect their husbands and not, he didn't say the other way around, even though I'm sure men are supposed to respect their wives too, but he knew the struggle mm-hmm. within us of still treating our husbands like little boys and not having that respect uh, that they so long for. Mm -hmm. Well, and we see that from like the fall of that's like a curse that like we have been given. Like we will want to have that like headship that God didn't give us or call us Mm -hmm. to. So guys, both of you are very familiar with God's calling on what it means to be a godly wife. When you look at yourselves, do you feel like there's a specific way that stands out to you that you personally struggle with most of kind of living up to this calling? I mean, you have some I mean, pretty good husbands, so. Yeah, we're pretty good wives, too. <laughs> 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 much, much <laughs> I think the, the quarrelsome and nagging thing does the, it's hard not to do it because we're so, women tend to be better with words. We have a lot more words. We notice details more than men. We're, we're very efficient. We're good at doing whatever we put our mind to. I mean, as an elementary teacher, you see this even with boys and girls, like girls usually are better task oriented and getting Mm -hmm. things done. And so it's, it's easy to become that teacher of just Forgetting about relationships and it's all about tasks and getting and then treating your husband as just like another child. Uh, like our, yes, yeah. Our society and world just tells us that our husband is just another child in our family, and right. so we're the mom who takes care of right. the yeah. children. And pretty much every yeah. sitcom reinforces that mm-hmm. stereotype. Well, and you see that when yeah. even people ask me, like, or like. So are you gonna? So are you gonna watch your kids while your wife's gone? Like, yeah, I'm their dad. <laughs> like, I, are you? Are you babysitting? No, I'm parenting. Is, actually, is so. there any competency left in the house right, when yeah. when Carly leaves? That's the concern there. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about submission. That's a very controversial um, thing in our in our culture. What what is submission? I think it's. I don't know exactly how to describe it other than like letting your spouse lead you and trusting that they will lead you well. And, um, like 
I, Elizabeth Elliot refers to it kind of like a dance. Like if you have two people who are leading, they go nowhere. The dance doesn't work. And if you have two people who aren't leading, like nothing is accomplished within like them trying to dance. They just stand there. But if one person leads and the other one follows and willingly follows, you have something very beautiful, um, that works so well and everybody flourishes in their role. So, um, to me being submissive is letting my husband lead and trusting that he will lead us well. And it's not a, you see that it's not a diminishing of value because even like Jesus on Gethsemane, right? He's like, like he's submitting to what the father's asked him to do, even though that doesn't make him any less God, right? Uh, it didn't diminish his value, but, uh, and that wasn't, uh, him, that wasn't God, the father being domineering. Mm-hmm. That was him being good and, uh, and Jesus following his lead in that, you know? Yeah. It's unfortunate that it's got a, a bad rap, um, but it's how things work. Like we all submit, we submit to our government leaders or bosses and, Home, it's it's how the dance, as you put it, works, and, and the dance is, is something beautiful. But we have designed and roles to fulfill. Well, I, I I heard Elizabeth Elliot talk about it too, uh, but she said everybody wants to know the definition of submission, but we know what it is. We just don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, well, we know what it is. Well, and even if I was just thinking about like a dance, if Garrett was dancing by himself. And I was just standing there watching. Wait, him. let's just get let's just get that image in our mind. Yes. Okay, all right, go on. It would look weird to the world because I'm doing nothing. Because I'm like, I don't want to dance with him, and so he's there dancing by himself, and it just it's dumb. <laughs> it that's looks dumb. That's a pretty much every way Jake dances. By I just just stand on my feet, and we'll rock back and forth. <laughs> So what what is submission not? Like, is there a bad application of submission? Well, I think it can be. I think it can be abused. Um, in that, like, there's a sense of uh, submit as Christ submitted, right? So there's a level of like he's submitting in obedience to the father first and foremost, mm-hmm. right? So it's not saying whatever your husband says to do, you do it because he's your husband. Like mm-hmm. that's, that, that would be a, that would be kind of a, an overreach on. Yeah. So it's not putting your husband above Christ. Like you're called first and foremost to obey God. Mm-hmm. So if anybody's asking you to, or leading you to disobey God, you mm-hmm. obey God mm-hmm. first and foremost. I think oh. in other things, it's not, or it's taken too far as it's not, doesn't mean that you agree with everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't mean you check your brain at the door. Doesn't mean you're not influential. Um, yeah. And it doesn't mean that like it gives your husband like the authority to abuse you in any way. Mm-hmm. Like it, I think that's also where people misconstrue being submissive is that, Oh, well then like when your husband abuses you, it's okay. When he like, says talks about you talks to you in a certain way like that's okay and it's like it's not that's not submission Mm -hmm. right or that you don't have input or contribute Mm -hmm. yeah for sure i love the dance illustration so when we do go to weddings and i i like to dance and i have to kind of 
convince Marcy to get out and dance with me because I, I don't mind looking like a fool, uh, but I can't keep a beat. I love to dance, but I can't like stay on the beat. But my, so when when my dance, there's a song going on in my head, and it's working in my head. It's just not lining up with the music that's playing. But Marcy's very musical, so she like wants to follow the music, and it's like, do I follow you, who's not following the music, or do I follow the music? And it takes this tension. And in the design of marriage, there is a music the husband's supposed to follow. You're supposed to love your wives, and you're to obey God. And when that happens then submission is something beautiful that comes along. But when the husband's not following Christ or the music, he's harder to follow it, and it makes submission awkward and hard. Well, I think the in, in that, too, there's a level of, like, hey, like, expressing each other's giftings in that, too, because you're like, hey, Marcy, come and dance with me, right? And there's a level of, like, you're, like, I'm inviting this. I'm, like, saying, hey, let's go do this. But I'm also going to kind of, like, I'm going to lean on you a little bit because I know that like you can keep the beat a little bit better than me in this area. Right. So there's a level of like, Hey, even as the husband, like I might be initiating that and I might be leading out, but I'm also leaning heavily on my wife because of she's far more gifted in many ways than I am. You know? So what are some ways that women can grow in being a godly wife? Um, I think even like looking to Titus two, where it like, instructs older women to come alongside younger women and to realize all of us are older women um, and to come alongside younger women um, and encourage them, uh, specifically just encourage them in their marriage and their walk with Christ and to show them how marriage best works, Mm. I guess. Mm. Yeah, continuing to abide in, in in Christ. The closer we are to Him, the closer we will. He'll transform us to be like Him, mm-hmm. which um, makes us better wives. I think yeah. for, for for both for both. This probably goes back to our discussion about godly husbands as well. But living in living in the light within community. Mm-hmm. Um, and having people in your life that you're able to confess in and like talk through like, where am I like not showing respect mm. to my husband or, Hey, here's what's going on and allowing people to actually like challenge you in the way that you speak to your husband or speak to your wife or whatever that might be. But like living in, living in the light of community and not just trying to like fix it yourself. Yeah. We were in a community with a group of people and, One of the guys just recently said, hey, somebody called me to the mat on how I've been talking to my wife, and he was right. And it was like, okay, that type of community flushed itself out in helping marriages, and that was a really cool thing to see. Um, So when we talked about godly husbands and godly wives here, some of the slip I think we've drifted to in looking at marriage as a contract rather Mm -hmm. than a covenant. And we get this mindset of, well, I'll start being a more godly husband when you start mm-hmm. being a more godly wife. Or I'll start being a more godly wife as soon as you start being a more godly husband. But I think it's important to know that you don't need a godly husband in order to be a godly wife. Mm-hmm. And you don't need a godly wife in order to be a godly husband. Our, the way we function in that role is part of our worship to Christ. Um, and Veritas, we want to see godly marriages. Um, so women, if you feel like, man, I'm struggling in this department... Connect with people in your connection group. Reach out. 
um, find an older woman and say, hey, help instruct me in this as, as Titus or Paul instruct Titus um, to have happen. And we would love to see you guys grow in your marriages. Love you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Veritas Equipping Podcast. If you have any questions you would like us to address or ideas on how we can serve you better, please reach out to us by email at info at veritascr.church and put podcast in the subject line.